And now, in the deepest holiday tradition, the DuckLogic Comedy Half Hour is proud to present Miracle on 34th Street. Hey, look! A parking space! Barbeat presents What's Happening... This Thanksgiving, the place to dance off those excess home-cooked calories is at Macon Bacon, where the volatile John Smith and the erotic pilgrims will serve up their special brand of good-time random cord banging all night long. Anyone who can prove they're of American Indian descent will be given too much whiskey to drink, injected with smallpox, and have all their personal property and much of their native culture stolen right out from under their noses. Then they'll be forced to live in a small corner of Macon Bacon's parking lot for the rest of their natural lives. So join the good times this Thursday at Macon Bacon. If you hunger for a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, then make reservations at Barney's Big Fat Tavern. As soon as you walk through the door, you'll be led to a small rickety TV table in the other room where you'll spend your holiday feast with the disturbed children of Barney and their annoying cousins all night long. You'll be flooded with the kinds of memories that bring tears to the eyes and a sharp searing knife-like pain to the lower intestines as you dig into mounds of overcooked turkey, dry stuffing, bizarre combinations of jello and cranberries, lumpy mountains of gravy mashed potatoes, and steamy, sugary, resiny crocks of sweet potatoes. After you've finished your dessert of leathery pumpkin pie, you can join Barney and his friends as they lay on the floor of the lounge watching It's a Wonderful Life, your body shaking with enough deep organ belching and bone-jarring flatulence that you'll regret the day you were born, and that's what Thanksgiving is all about at Barney's Big Fat Tavern. Meanwhile, at the Holiday Inn, the Wedding Rings Off Lounge is proud to present Elvis impersonator Anthony LeClaire live on stage. Anthony will channel the King of Rock and Roll if the King of Rock and Roll was a short, balding man in a turkey suit who played Funky Town over and over on a harmonica while demanding people in the front row buy him Corvassier and Coke with a dash of lime. I'm Steve Cronin. Call the Barbeat Stickathon if you've got nothing better to do. Your ears are about to be filled with the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. 28 minutes or so of sketch comedy, songs, and whatnot pulled from the audio vaults of Duck Logic, a Chicago improv group that produced a two hour comedy show called The Cavalcade on WLUP AM 1000 Radio in Chicago. Plus, new things thrown in for good measure. So kick back and enjoy a wacky walk down Comedy Street with Duck Logic because they're a horde of comedy dorks. A small horde of comedy dorks. So damn funny they'll pop your corks. Those daddy mental screwball comedy dorks. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm Edie, the breakfast fairy, with a daily diet calendar. Today's food is, mmm, leftovers. Leftovers are a good food, eat some every single day. Leftovers are a good food, makes your troubles go away. Leftovers are a good food, eat some, yes you can. So make a plate of leftovers, part of your breakfast plan. Good morning, Mr. Leftover. Can you tell the boys and girls what you're made of? Why, sure, Edie. I'm the picked-over carcass of a dead bird that overstays its welcome in your fridge, like in-laws from Dayton camped out on the sofa in your den. And along with congealed gravy, dried rubbery stuffing, brick-solid mashed potatoes, and cranberry jelly that oddly still looks the same, it's like a two-week-long botulism palooza. I can go from another dinner, to sandwiches, to pot pie, to a la king before you know it. 
until you're ready for some serious tryptophan withdrawal. Leftovers are a good thing, and they're easy to shuffle around from one shelf to another like Tetris until you finally just toss us in the trash. Thank you, Mr. Leftover. And remember, boys and girls, you are what you eat. You know, years ago, when my kids were young, I couldn't get a minute's peace to read the paper. Every time I'd be just about to sit down and catch up on the day's events, along one of the children would come, wanting to ask a question or share some new thought with me. It's funny, now that they're all grown up with kids of their own, and the house is quiet, and I've got plenty of time to read the paper, suddenly the newspaper doesn't seem so interesting, and I'd give just about anything to hear from them. Just a phone call to say hello and pass the time. Don't read the newspaper. You'll regret it later in life. Good evening, rock fans. I'm Bruce Rooster Cogburn with another edition of Rock Rap. Tonight, my guests are the Unoriginals, America's ultimate reunion band. You guys have toured as the Beatles, Steppenwolf, Tavares, Morris Elbert, and Up With People. How did it all start? I'll answer that. We were hanging around a Head East concert in Milwaukee when we uh, decided we sounded more like Head East than Head East, (laughs) particularly after a lot of beers. And I'm guessing you had a lot of beers before you came to this decision. Would that be correct, Bob Guy? A lot, Bruce. We always drink when we're around a stage or just listening to music. I can't think of the last time we didn't drink while we were performing. After you decided that you sounded like Head East, what was the first thing you did about this revelation? Well, I don't know anything about revelations, but we did decide to uh, book ourselves as Head East at the local club. And you didn't get sued for using their name. Uh, hell no. They were flattered. They were real sleepy guys, and they didn't know most of the lyrics anyway. That's where we come in. Sort of doing them a favor, you might say. But, Joe, I, I heard your tape and you sound nothing like Head East. Exactly. We're not a tribute band. We're a reunion band. We try to remember the lyrics, sing the hits on key, and give the crowd the closest thing to the real band without being the real band. One more thing, Bruce. The more blasted you are, the more we sound like the band we say we're supposed to be. Even our critics agree with that point. Well, what's false about it? We sing the songs and call each other the names of the band members. I mean, who's the worst for it? My favorite was when we toured as the Weavers. I got to be Pete Seeger and wear lots of knit caps and a fake beard. You look good. You look good. Thanks. Appreciate that. I see. What's the unoriginal schedule like next month, Bob? Uh, we're busy. We're busy. First, we're in a district court trying to win ownership of our name. You mean you aren't even the original unoriginals? That is yet to be determined, Bruce. Anyway, we're playing a birthday party in Glencoe as the new kids on the block next Saturday at noon. Next Monday, we're at uh, Noises in Streamland doing our Beatles show. I hope I can remember the tune to yesterday this time. (laughs) Tuesday through Thursday, we're up with people at the I Found Him First Born Again Jubilee at the DuPage County Fairgrounds. And of course, every Sunday for as long as I can remember, we've been the Norman Tabernacle Choir in Salt Lake City. And you'd be surprised how many people don't know the number of members in the Norman Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. Oh, uh, not really. Uh, we buy an album, some sheet music, honestly believe we're the real thing, and the rest sort of falls into place. 
it's a lucrative field. A place like Too Many Troubles in St. Louis is worth a couple of hundred apiece, plus all the beer you can drink. And with us, that's... Quite a bit, I would imagine. That's a great career if you have little to no musical talent and a major identity crisis. Right, well, that's Rock Rap for this week. My guests have been Joe and Bob Guy, not their original names, from The Unoriginals, America's ultimate reunion band, breaking new ground by not breaking any new ground. Good night. Did we ever talk about why Duck Logic? Did we ever talk about the name? Different things that might mean and the fact that we are now Duck Logic Comedy because there's another boat company out there named... Well, the funny thing is... I don't know how funny this is. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah there was a boat, was. I don't know if they still are, because when you Google ducklogic.com, it's not there. They don't have it. The URL is actually for sale. Oh, wow. And, or It's available $3,000. Oh, God. And I'm like, wait, you, you are kidding, right? Because who, who the hell was going to, I don't even know why the boat company wanted it. They were like, boat, aquatic, they were um, Australian? It's for duck hunting, everything for duck hunting. It was well, ducks, it was, for, it was boats, it, yeah. yeah. They it were not like the Wisconsin ducks, they were those kind of boats, right? You no, 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 boat, no, like fishing boats. Oh, and, okay. It was down good. in Australia, New Zealand, that was the other weird thing. Yeah, I don't know that. I thought I would look into it recently, and, I, and they said, oh, it's available, cool. So, and we couldn't be Duck Logic because they were Duck Logic already, so we had to be Duck Logic Comedy. Uh, yeah. Which and works fine, but still. Duck Logic, yeah, we well, can talk about it again if you want. Duck Logic seems like a weird... We're used to just saying it because we've been, I've been saying it forever around yeah, the house. A long time. But, um, well, Duck Breath. Yeah, Duck's Breath, they were, yeah, I remember seeing them. Did we go see them together? I think I, I no, I don't remember ever seeing it. It was a super mm. crowded bar, really hot because oh. there were so many, like, I think they overstuffed it. And they had some kind of stage shtick that they did, Duck's Breath. I don't know if they're still around. Yeah, but well, Duck's Breath, isn't that a thing? Like, like hen's teeth kind of? Kind of saying? No, it could oh, be. Yeah. I don't know. More rare than Duck's Breath. Later, there was a Cadillac ad that came out that was talking about Duck Logic and how it has to do with how they swim in between the waves. Instead of going into the waves, they go in between. And they have to let the wave go on around them. And, and somehow they were saying that's Duck Logic and you should buy a Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of really <laughs> came together know. there at the I end. I don't know how, how it applied to cars, but. That was a great meeting they had when I got that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was the duck. It's a duck's logic to go to the bathroom while they're in the water, so it doesn't get on their feet. That's, you see, that's ducks logic. go over the wave. They don't go through it. They're just taken by the wave. I've been pooped on by a flying duck, so go. There's none of that water stuff. Well, you got to figure out your own logic behind that. Try to remember the kind of ducks. Oh, wood ducks. The wood ducks nest in trees, and their babies don't learn to fly. I think they're called decoys, Jim. This is the best Wood part. Ducks. The babies learn to fly when they, they push them out the nest. Fly, <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> that, uh, now or what, never. That's what kicks in the instinct. Oh, it kicks it in. Yeah. <laughs> it just toss them out. Kicks the it nest. right in. They're like 20 feet in the air, then bye! See, they tried to teach me how to swim that way. Just throw <laughs> me in the butt. And I, I saw that if you wailed around enough in the water, they'd fish you out. So there was really no... Well, there's a thing. There's a video piece somewhere on a news show where they do that with babies. They throw them in because babies have some yeah. sort of natural instinct to float. It's it, from being in the womb all that time, right? And yeah, literally, maybe. they're in the liquid all that time. It's maybe. very natural. This is why they have water births. They don't swim, but they don't drown. <laughs> they just kind of float there. It's not like they all of a sudden. Till you fish them out. See what I mean? You always have to fish. <laughs> because if they could swim, there would be Olympics for it. Baby Olympics. Yeah. Throw them in. <laughs> go, and you go, get the big go. skimmer. You get the skimmer. And they, throw, and they can't have been ever gone in uh, before. It has to be the first yeah, time. they hardly have any hair, so there's nothing to hold them back yes. when they scoot through that water. Yes. It really goes. That's what um, uh, Blue Jays, I don't know if they throw the baby out of the nest, but I know that we found a baby 
blue jay bouncing around on the lawn. And we went to, oh, my God, it's a baby blue jay. We have to rescue it. And there was a mother blue jay just squawking and coming after you. They, they will come after you. Because what, what they do is they kick the kid out, and then they kind of follow it around as it gets you know more acclimated to being on its own or whatever. So they, they'll, they will peck your head, I understand. So that's where the term peckerhead came from? <laughs> exactly. Ah. Blue jays peckerhead. Blue jays are carnivorous, too. The, they will eat other birds. Really? I did not know uh, that. I've, I've seen them, one, like, dig into a sparrow's head. It just it, it just stuck its beak oh, well, through its head. a sparrow's head. That's different. That's really choice meat in there, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that soft, gooey center. Mm. <laughs> it's always bar. <laughs> it's like, like a, a good metal bar like, or something. Like, yeah, a little mm. caramel kind of. No, but I, well, I always knew that, I mean, birds eat bugs and stuff. That, yeah, I consider yeah. that to be carnivorous, but. Yeah. But you're saying literally, will they go after a live sparrow or you mean like a oh, dead? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. They, I mean, they, they're omnivorous, so eat uh, anything that comes their way. Like squirrels will do that. They don't taste the same once they've been dead for a while. Yeah, I think so. There's kind of an off-putting oh, thing. Gamey. Not, I just it's want gamey. to know, there's a good-looking head. I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> Come over. Nice, puffy, big, round one. They go right for the head, huh? Well, that's the one I saw went right for the head. I guess it's a kill shot. Yeah. Boom. Hmm. Mm. Just like a cartoon, you know, beak all the way through. Eee! But I thought we were, it uh, wasn't that Grateful Dead thing where we were going through a dictionary and we came up with duck logic. We made lists. No, I thought that was, a, we did come up with a lot of names going through the dictionary, but I thought it was a gym thing. Yeah, it was. I thought you actually just came out of you because yeah. it really was about don't, when logic comes your way, get the hell out of, yeah, of the way. Uh, duck, duck. Oh, so duck, lo- oh. duck logic. It's a verb. It was like a, to me, it was like a talking heads thing. Stop making sense. Duck logic. It had that same sort of. Get out of the way of how you've always thought before and think some new way. That's how the comedy's going to happen. So you came up with duck logic, huh, Jim? I try to keep quiet. I don't remember he that. He did. I thought, I at least do. that's where I thought it was. And you, I do. You do, you it do was that one first like, duck. I remember making a list and I came, it was my name on the, I'm, I'm the one that came mm. up with that one. I'm the person at fault for the, because <laughs> was Crawford wanted Top Shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Top Shelf or, or that was the drink thing. Yeah. Right? You're calling because top, shelf top Shelf's where the premium uh, liquor, liquor was. I may have made this memory up, but I thought at some point when we had a list of names that we kind of tried to try them out. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, put we, your hands together for Top Shelf. Top Shelf. Yeah. yeah. I were seeing if people could make fun of the name, too. We used to do that. So that's I fun. think we're trying to figure out what kind of logo would be. How would you uh, just write? Do a Top Shelf, yeah, like a bunch of liquor bottles and then us. With our heads on the tops like those little <laughs> cork things. I forget what other ones. Do you have any... We had Hugh Beaumont's Big Top, wasn't that? Actually, yeah, I, I floated that out as a name. We used it, though, like, on our well, show yeah, later. That that's was a review name. It sounded, you know. It really wasn't a good it's name It's like Monty Python's Flying Circus, I guess. It's a little too obvious that it's Monty Python's Flying Circus uh, ripoff. Yes, it was, Dave. No, Duck Logic, and Duck Logic stuck. It, and now it becomes just what we are. You just the, Having the duck there, I think, hid the concept that it was getting out of the way of logic for most people. You have a duck as your logo, and your name is Duck Logic. So that duck's name is Logic, or and we've always been complimented on the logo. We have always, yeah. It started. I still have your scrawny duck. I found him the other I know. Day. I have. I have pictures of the scrawny the duck. Really too. scrawny duck logo. He's got more attitude now. Well, some some birds they look like that when they get wet, like owls. They got like no body when you get no. them wet. So They're I always pictured him same duck only wet. Uh, here's the cardinals. Cardinals will get it's genetic with them. Uh, they molt all year round, their feathers, but at the, some of them molt in one spot all at once. And they, and one of them was in my yard, and what it, what it molt, it's, a, it's head. So it had a bald head, and the skin of a garden was black. <laughs> oh, God. So there's this red 
bird with a black head and a yellow beak. I said, what is that? <laughs> and then the blue jay came in and went, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's not a pretty head. <laughs> says, so did it look like a middle-aged accountant or something, a little bald spot? <laughs> One, two, three, four. Deck the malls for Christmas season. Fa la 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 la. Way before there is good reason. Fa la 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 la. Halloween is barely finished. Fa la 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 la. Thanksgiving's being diminished. Fa la 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 la. Hang up all the glitz and sparkle. Fa la 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 la. Replacing what was patriarchal. Fa la 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 la. They bank on our yearly spending. Fa la 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 la. To keep their profits never ending. Fa la 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 la. The whole damn thing is pretty funny. Fa la 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 la. Since none of us has any money. It's funny because it's true. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Illinois Got Talent, our local ripoff of the national show title you all know and love. I'm Phil, and this here's the dog. Wolf, baby! We're, of course, most well-known for our morning show, Phil and the Dog's Morning Show. Wolf, baby! Heard on W-I-N-Y, Whiny Radio, where when they've got something to say, you're never going to hear the end of it. But today, we're pleased as we can be... You know it, Phil! ...to be hosting the first episode of Illinois Got Talent. There's a lot of folks right here in Illinois, Illinois, that have got what it takes to grab people's attention and hold it long enough to keep them through a commercial break. Wolf, do that, Phil! The rest of the country ain't got nothing on Illinois. We have all kinds of... Talent, and as the show moves forward, we hope to feature as much of it as we can. But this episode, we're focusing on someone very special. A young man with a very unique talent. That's right, Phil. Every guy in the listening audience knew someone, or maybe was that someone themselves, who entertained everyone by belching the alphabet. It's not as easy as it sounds, dog. You got that right, Phil. And our guest takes alphabetic to the extreme. Yes, it's true, dog. We have a man here who claims he can, now wait for it, fart the alphabet. That's a claim, Phil, and I, for one, am pretty excited to hear him do it. So welcome with me, won't you, uh, Mr. A, B, C, D, E, F, what? Really? Th- that's your name? Um, it's pronounced, uh, Abkadef. Ab- Abkadef, but. I had it changed to reflect my newfound talent. And uh, what was your name originally? Uh, Abkadef Thornburg. I see. I want to know how the hell you figured out you could do this. It's not something that just comes up, generally speaking. Well, I-, I was at a bar with my buddies, and we were drinking pretty heavily, and, and this one guy started belching the alphabet. By the time he got to E, a crowd was cheering him on, and then he got stuck on F. It, it just wasn't coming. Everyone was completely focused, just waiting for it, and at that very moment, a fart slipped out of me. One that, rather unbelievably, sounded exactly like an F. Wolf, baby! Uh, nobody could stop laughing, and I thought, hey, I may have something here. So I started on an all-gas diet. Broccoli, beans, onions, beans, raw garlic, beans. You get the picture. And then it was just practice, practice, practice? Yep. 
Well, this isn't Carnegie Hall, but we've got you an audience, and we've got a mic set up for you here, just under waist high. Yeah, we're ready when you're ready. Okay, Uh, let me just take a nice deep breath, and here we go. What was that? Uh, An H. The alphabet doesn't start with an H. Uh, I never said I could do them in order. Okay, let's give them that one. There's an F. I'm not sure about that one either. That sounded pretty effy to me. Oh, maybe you should get down here a little closer, Phil. I'm not getting down there closer to your horn. That's what the mic is for. Uh, okay. Here's an M. What? Yeah, and and here's an SH. I, I'm not hearing it. And, and that's a Z. Dude, you're not farting the alphabet. You're, you're just farting. But you got mad Phil. He seems to have the P in you down pretty well. Phew. Yeah, come on, Abkadef. You could at least use a little fart blossom. Uh, fart blossom? From Fuzz Coke? I can't believe you of all people haven't heard of it. It makes your gas smell like lavender or pine. Fresh laundry. Uh, damn, Fuzzco should be giving us a kickback here. Look, smelly or not smelly, dude, I haven't heard the alphabet, so I declare you do not have any talent, and I'd be surprised if the fine people of Illinois don't run you out of town on a rail. And we still have that old rail over by the sawmill, too, so, so don't tempt us. Wait. <laughs> Come on. That was clearly an SP. What is wrong with you, gut dog? Call security. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for soldiering through. I'm sure successive weeks will be full of actual talent, as I'm pretty certain Illinois is full of it. So catch me, Phil and the dog. Wolf, baby! Next time on Illinois Got Talent. Damn, that smells. Time for another edition of 13 Year Old. I'm your host, Danny Baker, and today we have a totally cool guest on. He's two time class clown, Scott Sullivan. Uh, how you doing, Scott? Hi, Danny. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, nice seeing you, too, Scott. Um, uh, could you give like the kids some examples of uh, how to be a class clown? Now, like, if you're in P, like, what is a really, 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 really cool thing to oh, do? Oh, you mean gym P? class? Gym class, yeah. Okay, well, well it depends. If, you know, if it's co ed, it's an easy one. What's that? Well, you just pants the guy when the girls are looking. Pants him really? Yeah, take the pants That's pretty funny. What about, what would you do to the girls, though? To the girls? Well, first thing I do is steal the nair from them. What do you use that stuff for? Instead of shaving their legs, they put nair on it. It gets rid of their hair. But you use it in the guy's locker room, right? Well, what you do is you put it into his jock strap, one of the guys that you hate, that you don't like at all. And then when he puts it on, the next day in the shower, you'll see he has nothing there, no hair underneath there. I don't have anything done there either. Well, I guess it wouldn't matter if I did it to you then. <laughs> awesome. That is totally cool. Right. Right. Well, um, Scott, uh, uh, ow, ow, why are you kicking me in the rear? Well, that's what the instructions on the sign on your back say to do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were just patting me on the back or, or something. Um, uh, uh, Listen, I wanted to know uh, who, who your influences were. Uh, my in- I think Pez Dabbler was one of my best. What, what, what kind of cool things did that guy do? Oh, he invented the um the cough swear. Do one, do one for me, please. Hate <coughs> me. <laughs> that's great. That's that, good because they never know. They never know who it's coming from. Did that branch off into like the the burping swear word? Well, no, they gave birth to the sneeze, the sneeze swear. Oh, uh, do it, do it, please. Uh, 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 <laughs> that, that, that's great. You know, um, uh, Scott, 
I have a problem here. I want to know the difference. You got a problem. You got a little stain on your shirt. What? Oh! oh! <laughs> I got you on the nose. You got to be careful of that one, You know, because like, I try to, like, do things in class, too, you know? You do? Like, like snap girls, brassiers, you know? Oh, that's a good one. That, yeah. I learned that from you, man. And I think that's, that's like, the greatest. That's the most fantastic thing that's a kid can do. But what I really want to know is um, the difference between, like, like say, like, a goof-off, a, a class clown, and, like, a, a pain in the ass. Okay, well, a class clown is the guy, you know, It's it, he has class, so that suggests that he's a little better than the rest uh -huh, of them. Right, right. But then also you got the goof-off, who wants to be a class clown, serious. but he's not quite there, right? Serious, serious. serious. Okay, but then the other one is uh, a pain in the ass, you know. Like, like what would that be? Oh, you want an example or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't know. So, well, well, you, Danny. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> thanks a lot, Scott. Um, listen... I, I want to know. Oh, Danny, I, can I, I interrupt you here for a second? Sure, I got sure. something what, for you. Here. What's that? What's that? You want to buy? Here. What are these? Elevator oh, passes. Yeah, cool. it's only $5. Five, wait, it's easier to get around the school. You're a freshman, right? Yeah, let me see how much change I have. Oh, wait. Uh, okay, here's five bucks. Okay, thanks. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think we have an elevator school, but maybe I can use them later on. Uh, Scott, listen, when you put a tack on a chair, or like you got kick in the rear, right? Mm. Do you ever have like a scapegoat like that you blame everything on? You oh, know, you mean like a, a geek? total loser? The geek? Yeah, geek. Yeah, geek. The geek's good to do that too, cause like he he's not cool, and then he wants to be cool. So the way he, he's cool is if um he, you get him to do something he doesn't want to do, but he'll get in trouble for, so he'll do it. That's cool. That's cool. Cause like I don't think I'm a geek. I think I'm like could be a cool class clown. Oh sure, you you're know? not a geek. You're cool. That's right. Is there certain classes that are like better for like class clown than like? Oh yeah. Oh, I, you know my my agent over here. Have you met him yet? Oh, you. Your counselor, mm -hmm. Mr. Walker. How you doing, Mr. Walker? I'm doing fine, Danny. How are you? Uh, I'm 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 flabbergasted to have you on the show because I know that Scott. He's the coolest. He is the coolest, isn't he, Danny? Uh, I'm uh, acting as Scott's agent right now, and uh, I'm trying and attempting now. <laughs> That's the coolest. That's the coolest. He does that just with his hands. There are no how special does he do effects. That? I don't know. It's something to do with a suction and a vacuum he creates in his palms. And what uh, what, what, what classes is he going to be working out of this year? Uh, I'm trying to get him booked into a biology class, and this is proving to be hard because he got kicked out of one last year. But you can have a lot of fun in that one, Danny. That's a wait, 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 wait. Can, can I ask you a question? What kind of things can you do in biology class? You ever think of cutting off a frog's head and putting it in a teacher's coffee? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's frog funny. soup. <laughs> Serious. Serious, what are what are some things that you're working on right now, like like in the way of material? Well, hopefully in the future we're going to get uh, Danny booked into the St. Charles uh, Reformatory. Yeah, I'm trying cool. to get a scholarship there. That's yeah. cool. And if That's can, cool. If he can get a scholarship there, I'll be getting a certain percentage of the deal. <laughs> what, what class stinks? What class stinks for like making fun? Well, I got to tell you this. Uh, there's no class stink totally. Well, but, uh, what about that one math? There's not a lot you can do with figures. Truthful. And... Math is probably Numbers. the worst, Danny, but most classes are either totally quiet in which something like study hall where Danny's pretty much Serious. king of the road or something Serious. like biology where he can do some real Serious. damage. Yes. I was in gym class for first first day gym class. No, I swear to God, and Mr. Peterson, he, you had him for gym, right? Mm -hmm. He said, I, I hope I have a good year this year, and I hope I don't have any more Scott Sullivans. <laughs> Can you believe that? That's the ultimate compliment for a class clown, right? Oh, thanks. I had to go out and cause some more trouble. <laughs> thanks, it was Scott great Sullivan, yeah. for coming in. Okay, uh, Danny. Scott Sullivan was my guest today on 13-Year-Old. I'm Danny Baker, and next week we talk about, like, all the cool parties that everybody's going to be going to next weekend. Bye. Well, there you have it. The Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour, show number 73.
Featuring in alphabetical order, Ken Campbell, David Dunlosky, Tom Giannis, Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and the almost lifelike Tim Thomas. Music by Zapsplat.com and Steve Meisner. Check out our Facebook page and our website, DuckLogicComedy.com, where new things are mysteriously appearing there every day. Portions of this podcast were previously broadcast over the radio airwaves under the copyright of DuckLogic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. Don't say we didn't warn you.